I'm Ryan, the other guy's Jordan, and this is Two Angles on Angling. up everyone we are back on a sunday on the normal routine normal schedule again i've got uh three days on the water since i've seen you guys last ryan much so, much more seven, <laughs> seven, seven days on the water week. of course Long week. so we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about uh cool experiences and just go with the flow as normal with the uh with the show yeah man start with yours so yeah um Saturday we recorded, and then the next day on the uh, 15th, or not the 15th, what day was that? Yeah, I believe it was the 15th, yeah. Um, got out on the upper for a, for a bit, and uh, just an absolutely awesome, oh, sorry, that was, the, that was a horrible day. Sorry, let me, let me go back. Sorry, that was the horrible day. <laughs> um, we got out there, and... We had almost zero gas. And oh, we're, on, we're dude, almost to the first talk, spot. All kinds of stories about that. We're almost to the first spot. And I'm like, fuck. So then we're like, all right, let's go try the one marina. They helped us out on a Sunday a long while ago. It's only on the upper that I have issues with gas. I swear anywhere else, oh, it was a full tank. So get out there and we got up. No one. We tried another marina. I'm looking. All of them are closed. And I'm like, all right, well. I guess we're just going to go back to the spot I wanted to start on. And it was it was pretty windy, too, so we were really flowing through there. And <laughs> then I was like, all right, I guess we're just going to drift all the way back to the launch at this point. So we did. We did not catch anything. You I found drifted a, back to the launch? Like, yeah. Okay. And we, we found a few cool spots that looked promising, but nothing. Um, so that one stunned a little bit, but... You know, got back out later in the week, made up for it. So then on uh, Wednesday, I believe it was. Gosh, man, my dates are all messed up. Thursday, we got out, my buddy and I, up on the river again. um, Because I was trying to expand upon what I knew for uh, what I'll talk about, what went on on Saturday. So, we went out, we... Checked one spot just to make sure that, like, the pattern was the same, how we were going to be catching them, and it was. So I was like, okay, I got that uh, good for Saturday. Tried out one other spot, made one drift. Boom, beautiful. They're there. So then we went to two other spots to try, and nothing. And the wind was picking up, it was kind of raining, and it was just like, not everything was coming together at the end there. So I was getting a little discouraged for Saturday because I wanted to make sure I had, you know, ample stuff. Um, so leading into Saturday, uh, on Saturday we had a high school and college tournament on the Upper River. And I was asked by Scott Gold to be a captain for one of the teams. So in essence, we went out on my boat. It was me, uh, Colin, and Luca, 
They're uh, high school anglers, and we went out for the day, and I took them to spots, and they ran the trolling motor, they netted their fish, So this everything. is on your boat, right? Yep, yep. yep. <clears throat> and so I kind of prepared them, like we had had conversations earlier in the week as to like how it was going to go and um, start start from the the whole thing with the like how do what are these high schoolers like what's the program what's the whole yeah thing yeah, yeah 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 for sure <clears throat> so in order for any college or high school to compete in these events they have to have a fishing club at their school so it needs to be at least two students and then a member or like a staff member or whatever to support the group and then they're low, like I, I bet for every state, but at, for New York, uh, once your program is affiliated with, or once your school and the club are affiliated with BASS, uh, they can do the tournaments. So I'm not exactly sure elsewhere, but like, for example, it seems like my buddy Alex Gold, who's been doing this. Uh, or did it all through high school, and now he's finishing up college. Um, college, they travel a bit more, it it seems, because I, I don't know exactly, but Cayuga, places like that. Um, St. Lawrence, I think they had one on, and then high school kind of follows suit with that. I just think they might not do as many tournaments throughout the year, but regardless, so this one happened to be on the Upper River. And as you can kind of imagine, a lot more kids want to fish than people have boats. So, so are these kids from all over the place? These kids were from, um, Alma, I believe. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, there's people traveling from, so my buddy's school, he goes to SUNY ESF and they, they came here and that's by Syracuse. So, that's kind of the... They're not coming from too far because I believe once you get yeah. over there, they're going to have different tournaments, you know, just for the sake of ease for people not traveling as much. That's, that's cool, though. I didn't, I didn't know that the... I knew that there were college teams, in, like, but I didn't know that there were high school officials because my high school definitely didn't have one. That, that, it's a very new thing. Like, it's, that's it's cool. very few, yeah. So it, it turned out there was only three college ter- teams for the tournament. Excuse me, there. Um, and then 10 for the high school section. So college launched, I believe it was 6.30. They had to be back at 2.30. And then we launched at uh, 6.45, had to be back at 2.45. And, yep, we got out there, started the day. Oh, sorry, let me, let me back up. Uh, so we, I was prepping them and everything for how the day was going to go. Um, getting like a, a feel for what their fishing experience was and they had been they both fished plenty of times before so they brought some gear over I looked it over and I was like okay well you guys definitely can catch fish with this stuff but for what we're going to be doing this is not the best you know stuff for the application so I was like you guys can use my gear no worries I'll have it all set up and all that and they were really excited so I and at the end, like I just wanted to ask them. I was like, "You guys want to be in a YouTube video for?" Because you know, I I wasn't gonna be able to fish all day, so I'm like, I may as well do something right. for them. So I I did a little. I'm editing it now, a little YouTube video for them. But they were all excited. We got everything all planned out. We launched that morning. It was much warmer than I anticipated. There was also no more rain in the forecast, but the winds were howling. Yeah, and that's for sure. 
So, knowing that these kids hadn't had, I believe, any experience on a trolling motor, I kind of already knew that it was going to be a little difficult trying to have them stay on the pedal at times and like directing the boat properly and all of that. So we ran up to the first spot and it was funny because I only have a 115. We're going like 34 miles up river and then there's these bigger bass boats just flying by me going like 50 miles an hour and I'm like, <laughs> all right. They're just burning gas. Yeah. And then they got, you know, we get up there and we see a few boats that had stopped to fish already. And we're like, okay. So we go up to the first spot. I think it was, might've even been the first drift. I'm like showing them the ropes, how to like steer it and everything. But one kid catches a fish and I'm like, all right, this is going to be a lot easier today than I thought it was going to be. Um, so I started working on their casting with them just so, you know, bombing the nets and everything out there so you can just get it a little further away from the boat all while I'm trying to, you know, keep them on the trolling motor so that we're, like, so that both of them can drift optimally to catch fish yeah, versus, well, you know, I'm, one I'm, kid or the other. Learning how to use a, contr- uh, a trolling motor in the wind, in the upper river, high, yeah, is tough, dude. Very, yeah. yeah. And I mean, catching fish like there to begin with, like without having prior like experience can be difficult, you know? Yeah. It's a way different fishery than they've ever fished. So the day goes on, we did, or time goes on. We did that drift again and I noticed they were kind of struggling on the trolling motors. I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to leave this. It's right in the wind. Let's go try and find a few spots out of the wind a bit. And we can always come back here if the wind dies down. Well, the wind did not die down. It just got worse throughout the day. So we head over to our second spot. I think we probably did like eight drifts through there. They caught another three fish. But it was really calm and it was easy for them to drift. So I was trying to just spend time there. It's an eight-hour tournament. So I was like, we'll just have to, you know, if we don't catch anything by like 9.30 or 10, we'll move. So, a lot more boats started coming in. There's kayakers and stuff. I, I don't know why they were out on that super windy day, but... So, I'm like, all right, guys, we got to leave this spot because it's just getting too packed. I'm sick of having to work around everyone, and I feel if you guys are going to get any big fish, they're going to be on the next spot we're going to go to. Which I wasn't thinking... It was directly in the wind. So we got there, and after like two seconds of me looking at it, I'm like, okay, yep, nope, no go. Hop up over to the next spot, and first drift, yet again, they get a fish. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So they were sitting at, I, I think by this point, which was probably like 10.30, they were, they had 14-something, 14, 14 pounds and change, and they were sitting in like third place. And I'm like, all right, this isn't bad. They need like two four-pounders or a five-pounder, and they're golden. Kept doing the drift over and over again. I think they might have gotten another fish. And then my buddy who was in the college, um, doing the college tournament calls me and he's like, how are you guys doing? And I'm like, you know, not bad. It's been slow. There, It's like one every, you know, every other drift or so. And he was like, oh man, like, what, uh, are you going to go... Uh, downstream at all and I'm like I don't I don't think so because we launched out of Griffin yeah um, in the falls there so I wanted to have spots closer to there to end the day because 
uh, you know, it, I saw how windy it was supposed to be, and I'm like, I'd rather keep these kids, like, close to the launch if it gets real hairy, you know, so they're not, like, having a horrible boat ride experience. Yeah, plus man. that side of the island's quasi-sheltered. Yeah, the wind, yeah. So. But, so I'm on the phone with him, and he's like, man, it is ripping down here. Like, when you make that bend, like, it feels like your boat's gonna, like, uh, rock over because, like, the, cause of where the current and the waves were crashing and everything. I'm like, oh, shit, I can't take these kids down there now, like, <laughs> if it's getting that rough over there. So we kept on the spot, kept going, kept going. They picked off a few more, I believe. Or maybe it was just one more. It was a bigger one, so called them up, sweet. And then I'm I'm looking at the clock. We got a message from the tournament director to watch out for the wind. Uh, things were getting a little rough da- back there, so I'm like, all right, I'll leave at least 45 minutes to get back to the launch. That's safe. Line's got to be out at 2:30, but then we have till 2:45 to be in. So perfect. So then I start heading back, and I'm like, this water's almost flat calm here. Like, what 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 the heck happened in the last? I noticed the wind had shifted, so I'm like, okay, well, maybe it just got just out of it. So we did a, a few drifts. They called up one more time, and, I'm, and I said to them, like, all right, guys, this is the, the last drift. We're, we're running out of time, and I don't want us to be pushing anything. So we're running back, and it is 2.24, and I look at them, and I'm like, do you guys want to try one more spot? It'll be one drift. I'm not even going to drop. Don't even drop the trolling motor. I'm just going to stop the boat and you guys cast. And they're like, yep. Sadly, there was no last minute fish to be had. (laughs) But we got lines out 2.30, got back to the launch. And pretty wild. So fast forward in a long story. What won the high school event was 25 pounds, I believe, roughly, give or take. And anchored with a six and a half pound lunker, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, two steelhead were caught during the tournament as well. Along one ninety. I don't know if it was. I don't know where. I, I may. I would. I would, would probably make, think be so. The most that's, likely spot. Yeah. Unless they're. In the, if, I've if caught them by Tonawanda Island though before. So I, I've I mean, caught them in front of Buckhorn. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, they're they're definitely all over the place, but the water's getting pretty warm. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they caught him along 190, but yeah. anywhere else in the river, I guess, is feasible. But even even Beaver Island, I've caught. Really? I've caught him there, too, yeah. yeah. So, first and then second was, like, 18, third, fourth, I don't know. We came in fifth. So, fourth was, like, I think they had a few ounces more than us. But So, we came in fifth. Um, and out, out of ten boats, I, and some didn't weigh in, I believe. So, very proud of them. They did a great job, especially for their first tournament ever, you know. Um, they, they picked up on it very quickly and they even taught me a few things when I was, as I was watching them fish that I was like, well, I never really thought to, to work the bait that exact way, but they were catching fish. So I was like, all right. Um, hmm. but overall super cool experience. They loved it. And once we got back to the launch, there was about 20 pizzas waiting for us, there you which go. was, you know, just, uh, made the day that much better. But overall, Fishing has been really good. Uh, the, the bigs, for me at least, have have started to slow down. Yeah. Like the four pounders are there, but no fives. Uh, not I wouldn't even say like four and a halfs for me lately. But regardless, the spawn is 
upon us very shortly here, if not already starting in some areas. Yeah. Uh, on the river and, and Erie and everything as well. I can't say for the inland lakes because I have not been out, but... But they, um, would, they should be. I mean, if, yeah. if, if our lakes are warm enough, the inland lakes have yeah. got to be pretty damn close, if not the same. Yep. So... Uh, I going forward for me, I think. Well, I know this week I'm taking off from the smallmouth. I've been chasing them hard for about a month straight, so I'm gonna go back to fishing some largemouth this week and prob possibly explore some n new lakes as well. Um, where you go? Where you going largemouth fishing? So I'm, th I shouldn't say a new lake because they're not, but explore more of them. So, uh, Silver Lake. I'm possibly thinking about going to just because I've gone there five times and I still have not caught a bass. Caught pike and perch, no bass though, so I'm, hmm. I've am i got you know a chip on my shoulder and I want to go catch a fish there. And then the other one is uh, Lake Alice and you know Oak, Oak Orchard up there. So And that's a fun lake too, but just chase those around. I have no idea for the weekend. I don't work much this week, thankfully, so I'll get out fishing. But as for this weekend, I'm not not entirely sure. Might uh, might head to Cayuga, unsure. But that would be another. Yeah, I fished there a few Memorial times. Memorial Day weekend coming up, yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, I I I, don't, I won't be out Monday. I can almost guarantee you that. Just due to the I I hate dealing with boat traffic and everything. Me too. Even on the upper on Saturday, it already started and. Oh yeah. It's, there there uh, was a, at one moment a guy who drove by and I looked at the kids and I'm like. They looked at me. Their eyes got all big that this boat was running this close to us and I'm like, Ugh. they saw us and they turned and everything and then the weight comes crashing and I'm like, well guys, if you start riding a boat. Don't do that to other people, and they're like, "Yeah, we know." I'm like, okay, "Yeah, man. I mean that that's worth a tangent, dude." Because uh, I'll put it like this: I've I've gotten to the point where beyond May, fishing in the river is like in case of emergency. It can, you and know? it can be dangerous like, out there. Like, yeah, well, emergency. it's like if I, if I if I can't get on Lake Erie, um. And there's, uh, yeah, if I can't get on Lake Erie, because the, the lower just gets super duper mossy. Mm. Um, I mean, the whole system gets mossy, but like the, the lower will get super mossy and stay slow. But like, yeah, like after, in, in June, if I can't get on Lake Erie, that's the only time that I fish the upper. And a lot of times I'll, like the, I'll start at 5.30 just to stick, because I don't care what day of the week it is. There's people out boating hard at 10. Oh, I was just, like, yeah. Exactly. Like every single day, and definitely the weekends. And the yep. thing is, is with, it's not just boaters, it's jet skiers, it's people. Yeah. Um, and, and it's unfortunate, man, because, and I don't want to sound, sound like a whining bitch. I'm just, there, there's safety things going on. The cops don't enforce anything. There's definitely safety issues out there. Like you said, like, there isn't even a ton of boat traffic, and you were getting waked out. Yeah. You know, that that happens to me a lot when I'm out with uh, with clients in the summertime to the point where it's dangerous and it puts off a lot of my clients like they they're just put off by it. They don't they're they don't they're not enjoying themselves. They see all this stuff and it ends up making them upset. Yeah. You know, um, and real quick, there, it's one thing to be in big choppy water on Lake Erie. But when you're in this like 
completely random choppiness on yeah. the upper Niagara from these yachts going by. Like, it's just, it's wild. It's, yeah, plus it, like, erodes the shoreline, so every time that, that, like, you'll, a mud line will start coming off the shore throughout the day. In the end, you know, if anybody who li- listening to this is a boater, um, just consider, like, when you see people fishing, just consider it, like, you know, they're not going to, but I, I hope it, it resonates with at least one person. Because it, it is a problem. And it's, ju- and it's just beginning. Jet skiers are just as bad. I mean, they're, it, they'll go right. I've had numerous times, like, like, a, like a Harley Davidson crew or gang size of uh, jet skiers get right next to the boat. Like while we're fishing. It's like, what the hell is I going on? I had to reel in that one time last year because the one guy, like, r- ran right over where I was fishing and my line, and I'm like, all right, well. And, and part of, like, I, uh, and, it, you know, so, like I mentioned, people will get upset. My clients will get upset. It'll be like, it don't, doesn't anybody have any courtesy around here? And I'm like, look, I, I uh, it happens so often that I think they just don't know. Like, I, it's because I, I, I want to, I, I really do, man. Like I, I want to try to, um, assume positive intent or, you know, and I'm not thinking that these people are out are just like, Hey, fuck these guys. They're fishing. So I'm just going to rage yeah. right next to them. I, I'm, I'm hoping they're not thinking that I'm just thinking they're ignorant and they believe that their, the world is theirs and their, their own space is their own space. And they, they have very little consideration because they're in their own world. You know, um, and all I'm all I'm saying is is just be aware, give people plenty of space, and guess what? If you can't give people plenty of space, then slow down. <laughs> like it's just the safe thing to do. Yeah. You know that's how people die in the river every year. People die in the river from crazy stuff because you fall in, and there's lots of boats going around, and there's crazy current and there's big oh, waves. Yeah. You know, and it just anyway. It's a it's a tangent, but it, it's it it's starting to become a problem, and that's what I really loathe about the summertime. I like summertime fishing; it's great. I love going out fishing for walleyes, fishing for bass throughout the summertime. But boat launches are always insane. Erie, yeah. the Safe Harbor Marine is insane. Sheridan's insane, um, and then traffic on the river oh yeah trying to get in sheridan or like yeah. even like uh it's just uh it, it, it makes it where you know i launch super early and i try to make it in before the afternoon crowds start launching their boats and but uh it, that, that's that's the thing that i like the least about the summertime is that there's the, the boat traffic and, and we're now starting to happen and when you when you think about like it just this just keeps popping up in my head like May isn't even over yet. And think of how much has changed, you know, in such a short period of time. A like lot. Since, you yeah. know, since the, like, the last week of, of April, think how much has changed. So, anyway, what else did you have for this past week? That was it. That was it. Um, That's sweet, man. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. And I know they, and at, at the end of the day, I gave them a bunch of lures and stuff, which I know they were, they were obviously super pumped about. And, uh. Yeah, the one dad texted me after thanking me again, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you're no problem. Like I know that they uh they're definitely addicted now. I'm I'm happy for them for that, and I'm sorry to your bank account for that. <laughs> but you know, it's uh, 
You know, I saw I saw the fire in their eyes after they caught that first fish, and I'm like, okay, these kids, like, they're all about it, which is, you know, awesome to see for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah, so my week, uh, like I mentioned, I was out every day. <clears throat> I just do the wave tops for all seven. Uh, Monday was uh, rainy, cold, and really windy, like uh, west-northwest winds. There was very few places that you could drift effectively in the river in that, plus it was cold, plus it was raining. But we ended up, uh, we ended up grinding it out, and, and we, we caught some fish, but it was tough. What we caught was big. We didn't catch many small things, but it was, it was a tough day. Tuesday was also tough. Uh, not as extreme of wind, but still pretty bad coming out of the north in various directions, north, northwest, and then to some extent west. And, but it was sunny and it was warmer. So at least morale could be quasi high. And I had the same guys for two days. So that day, the second day, I'm like, look, I've experimented with this before. I think it might be a thing. I've seen it as a trend. Let's just try it now and see if it works. So we started throwing crankbaits. And I, cause I've noticed in the past, um, you can get, cra you can get a crankbait bite going. I, like when, the, like we've talked about a lot of times you can get, when the water gets into the mid to upper forties, crankbaits and stick baits, you can definitely get going. <clears throat> right. But it gets like stupid aggressive good where you're not like just putting in work power fishing like stupid aggressive good like high really high numbers like good where if the water's choppy in the river and it, there's a lot of waves and you're getting held in position and this is really only a springtime thing because in the summer there's too many weeds although a stick bait bite work could work but there's too many weeds and floating debris yeah. usually to make it work, but definitely not a crankbait bite in the river. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you can, in those, th that time, this time of year, when it gets like that, windy, choppy, throw crankbaits and you hammer. Like the one guy went seven casts in a row, seven fish, and all of them were studs. Um, and it, it was, so it was great. So we, we, we pulled that out. And then fished a couple other obscure spots and pulled small fish out of them. Uh, but we ended up making the day. Uh, Wednesday, fished Erie. That was uh, pretty ridiculous, the size of the fish. Like, and the action. It was almost like as soon as the bait hit the bottom, swim baits would just boom. You know, it, it, was, it was dumb. And a lot of donkeys. Not like stupid high numbers, like in the 20s, but everything we caught was super, super high quality fish. Um, Thursday, I had one of my regular clients, guy who's been fishing with me since the very beginning, great dude. He was on the calendar, his sons couldn't make it, so he, uh, they were supposed to come with us and we were gonna go bass fishing. But neither one of them could make it, so he's like, hey, can you run a, a spread for cohos and let's see what we get? Because cohos are, for anybody listening, like people like to catch kings because they're huge 
and they're beautiful and they're really powerful, right? I mean, you know, you caught one and like you, but when you, especially if you catch one with like a hundred plus feet of line out and it's just taken off and like you're trolling, so you're moving too. It, they're, they're, I mean, you felt it. They're insanely yeah, powerful creatures. They definitely are. And they're really difficult to stop. So it's a whole journey. But in the end, like, the only time of year that you can release a king is now. You know, because if you catch him in the summertime, you're fishing, especially if you catch him on copper or, you know, any type of wire line, you're hooking them in water temperatures that are usually in the upper 40s, like 47 to 50. But then you're pulling them through a whole layer of water that's in the upper 70s. And by the time they get to the net, they're, you know, they're going to die. Like their, their gills either blow up, they blow capillaries in their gills and bleed themselves out, or they just get too exhausted getting pulled through that warm water and they just, they bleed out, they're, they die. So you could try to release them, but in all likelihood, the fish are going to die. But now, because the water's still pretty cold, it's not, it's not like it's, surface temperatures in the upper fit you know it's i think like 56 57 mm -hmm. right now that's still fine so if you catch a king now you can let him go but in the summertime you can't yeah. right the reason why i'm bringing this up is because people if you catch and release them this time of year great but if you want to fish to eat sure a king is great it's fantastic but the problem with the king is its meat is really thick you know, they're a large fish, so you get, like, steaks out of them. And my personal opinion, when grilling uh, salmon, it, they taste great, but they just don't cook as well as a coho does. Like, a coho's meat is just a sweeter meat. It's always a thinner filet, a thinner steak. They cook very evenly. They t they're just a way better tasting fish, which is why <clears throat> this client of mine, his name is John, <clears throat> why he why he's like dude let's just go out and catch cohos and then once we get our limit of cohos we can uh go bass fishing so that's what we did and we had similar wind but lighter but still similar to what we had the, the prior two days and i went and tried the same crankbait thing again and it worked but not as well um, i wanted to have them throw crankbaits but i knew it was not the move yeah. safety wise for them yeah me, it just wasn't yeah, so <clears throat> I don't, I don't, it, it didn't work as well, and I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know why, but maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not. Uh, Friday, I just fished the harbor. It was a half-day trip. Uh, uh, it's a woman in her 80s and her younger brother in his 70s. Uh, that was fun. Just fished the harbor, caught bass there. Nice. And then Saturday, I had a last-minute cancellation because uh, one of my clients got COVID, so... I called a guy that's been wanting to catch kings. And so we went out into Ontario and we, we hammered. We did really well out in Ontario on kings. Uh, we, and we got our limit in the first two hours. And then we just kept letting fish go after that. Uh, not a lot of big, only one mature fish. The rest of them were all immature, like two-year-olds. But whatever, the meat's great on the two-year-old fish. And they're, like I said, it's, it's about the thickness of the steak, in my opinion. But anyway, and then today, 
If I'd have known that today was going to turn out the way that it turned out, I would have canceled my trip. Because um, the forecast was for... The wind was supposed to pick up midday, but it was supposed to be southwest. And there was supposed to be rain, but not for a long time, and only a small amount, like less than a tenth of an inch. Well, one, it poured last night, crazy thunderstorms, till like 2 a.m. So when we woke up this morning, there was a super dense layer of fog, which took me forever to get out onto Erie. But the lake was, was glass. It was just like leftover rollers from last night and how big it got. But the, otherwise, the lake was glassy. And when we got out there, we were struggling to get bed. And you know my thing with like going out into the lake when it's a tub. But the thing is, man, one, I, we were supposed to get a breeze like early. And two, I, it, it took me forever to get out there because of mm -hmm. how yeah. foggy it was. Like I could only go like 20 miles an hour. You know, and I'm, I'm like looking at my chart, looking up in front of me, looking at my chart. And I, could, I had to stand. I couldn't look to my windshield because everything yeah. is getting fogged up. Yeah. So it just took me forever to get out there for safety purposes. But anyway, when we got out there, it was slow. And then the breeze kicked in and then we started to club. And then the breeze got really big. And we're like, uh, yeah, we could fish through this. But why don't we get in, like, do we want to fish through this while it's raining? Because I can see the rain over there. And we're like, no, nah, let's, let's go in and uh, fish the river instead. Well, that was a mistake. Because when we got into the river, the rain, like, really started coming down. And it just didn't stop. We were getting hit the entire time. And I could not avoid the wind. Like, the wind direction pivoted from, like, it was going southeast then it switched over to the west, then it got to the north, northwest, then it went from the north for a little bit, and then it started to come back to the west. It was crazy, man. And we, we were, we, like, I could not get out of it. I was trying to find pockets everywhere, and I just, I'm like, we, we just struggled. We were abused. Yeah. We were absolutely abused. And, and uh, I'm like, man, I feel horrible. Um, but, I, you know, I could have stayed in the harbor and fished the harbor, but there were like 50 boats in the harbor. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I, I, I opted to try to do something and Mother Nature just said, nah, that's yeah, not no going to happen. That's how it goes. You know, so, yeah, I mean, the, the general trends that I, I, same same thing like you, I think you and I were talking prior to the podcast, or you mentioned that the, in the river, big, that's why when you mentioned you got a, a, a six and a, or that tournament pulled a six and some changed fish, like, that's a monster mm -hmm. for the yeah. for the river for right now. Like, I, mean, I was getting fish that big a few, couple weeks ago at the beginning of the May, but not now. Um, I haven't had a, I don't think I've boated a five out of the river in, in a, like, in a week. Maybe one this week, like, towards the beginning. Yeah, one of the fish at the beginning of this week was in the five-pound class, but uh, crankbait fish. But the rest of them, <clears throat> all fours and, and smaller fish. Now, the lake fish that we've been getting, the numbers haven't been happening. So it's the, it's the opposite trend. Like in the river, you can you could put together a great number of fish yeah. in the river. Um, but the size hasn't been there. A couple of spots the size are there, but... It's, it's weird because the fish are like turning to spawning 
at different times in the river. Like, so the fish, and, and we're going to get to this part of the conversation about spawning fish, but the fish are definitely, the bass are definitely spawning. Like not all of them, but if you launch at the safe Harbor Marina and you look right next to the boat docks, there there's beds, there's, there's males sitting on beds there. Um, there's, when I was there on, uh, what day did I launch out of there? Friday, they were, uh, there were beds all over the, the, the launches there. So, yeah. and there's probably beds next to Sheridan right now. And I saw guys working beds by Beaver Island. So I, I and I, they're there. So some fish are spawning, but different parts of the river are not quite at that point yet. It seems, but... But to your point earlier, the trend seems to be smaller fish, yeah. immatures, and males. Yep. You know, immature males. And then, uh, yeah, out in the lake, Lake Erie for smallmouth, size is still biggies, just the numbers aren't there. And then Ontario, I'm not an expert for this time of year for fishing for salmon. I'm super stoked that I did as well as I did, that we did as well as we did on on Saturday, mm -hmm. and I'd like to try to repeat that, but I don't have a ton of confidence fishing when the water gets this warm, because when it gets this warm, the kings start to spread out, and they become very vulnerable to the winds, you know, like, so if you have, if we have, like, strong west winds for a bunch of days, it keeps pushing warm river water to the east, and the fish will oftentimes move to the east or move out mm -hmm. to deeper water, to stay in the cold, you know, they'll just move offshore a ways. Yeah. And when they move offshore, they have way more room to spread out now, you know, like they're, yeah, it's a lot hurt, yeah, because yeah, they're, what keeps them in close is the fact that the water close, like early in the season, what keeps them in close, the Kings and the Cohos and the Lakers, mm -hmm. what keeps them in close is warmer water, which is also holding food, you know, now, that water's too warm and emerald shiners are just like dumping out of the rivers right now like it's crazy if you before when you go next to boat launches and they're still there next to boat launches there's lots of emerald shiners around but not nearly as many as there yeah. were and if you just get out into the river and look around or let's say that you just stand in the bank somewhere and look around you're going to see birds working mm -hmm. and they're working schools of emeralds leaving the river and going out to the lake and you can see that in the upper Niagara and you can see it, you can totally see it on the bar in the lower Niagara. Like mm. there's uh, Bonaparte and Little Gulls and Terns work in that water constantly because <clears throat> you, you'll just see these like pods. You'll just be hanging out, drifting on the bar and you'll see a pod of emeralds right next to your boat. And then all of a sudden you'll see birds start coming down and working. them. It's like, it's like the ocean, but that's what's happening. Like the, the rivers are getting too warm for a lot of the baits so the bait start the bait fish being the emeralds and they're starting to move out um so the further out you go into ontario that's where you can have more stability in cold water but then it's all cold and it's a huge cold space and the fish can spread out so they just get harder to yeah. find yeah right gotcha gotcha so that's that's the problem with kings right now not the problem, but I mean, yeah, the it, is, it, is the, it is the problem that one has to solve if one is dedicated to fishing yeah. for kings. 
Um, they're harder to find, and I like to chase things that aren't super hard to find with clients, unless we, unless they really want to. Um, so that, that carries us forward to uh, this upcoming week. I think I'm, we're going to see more of the same. I mean, tom- tomorrow and the next, so Monday and Tuesday look good weather-wise. Uh, and then like the middle of the week, last time I checked, had lots of wind and lots of rain. And then towards the end of the week and into Memorial Day weekend, um, it looks a little bit more stable and warmer. But kind of similar to this week, except the shitty weather is going to get put in the middle of the week instead of the beginning and the end of the week. But, um, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm hoping numbers stay where they are bass-wise, but I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm, I'm definitely going to know because I'm fishing bass the next two days. Mm. And then I'm going to fit, you know, we'll see what happens in the middle of the week if my clients want to fish through uh, crazy weather. But, you know, I, I think we're going to see the same kind of trend. So definitely more fish on beds. So. So as you've, <clears throat> I think you've said on here before, like, so what, once they're all locked on and you're, and you're, you're you know, you're getting away from bass for a little bit and as you're saying the kids are dying down right now too like what would be like what's the most uh popular thing right now that you'll you'll get people well, out for so as uh in the, the 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 charter captain community especially the guys that are full-time like me the we um I'm not saying this to to brag or put out stats because mm-hmm. everybody who's been doing it as long as me and longer, which I haven't, I, this is my sixth year, you know, uh, which puts me at the young end of the mm-hmm. charter captains around here. Most of the guys have done it that like a lot of the, the there's a big age gap in between me, 43, and my senior colleagues. Mm-hmm. Those dudes have been doing it 25, 30 plus years, mm-hmm. you know, like since they graduated high school. So that that cohort of guys has been in all likelihood booked every single day, like me. You know, like the only day that I took off in May, the only day that I've taken off was my anniversary last weekend on the 15th. That's it. So I've fished every single day. And prior to that in April, I like I don't know when what days I didn't fish. Like it's it's been constant and it's like that for all of us. So by the time we get to Memorial Day weekend, I mean some guys will fish, but we're we're all trashed. Yeah. You know, so it, we're gonna take a break. Um, you know, I'm I'm taking a break. I'll I'm I'm gonna I might fish one day over Memorial Day weekend, but the boat traffic ends up getting too crazy oh, and for sure. I, I don't, like, it might be worth fishing Ontario, um, but, the, like, fishing the river, maybe not the lake, because the lake will be a zoo, especially if there's good weather, now people want to start trying to dial in walleyes, because walleye season's open, so I, generally I avoid Memorial Day weekend now. Um, so then what I do is, during the first week of June, I'll fish for muskies um, on the inland lakes and just kind of play around and see what can happen since that season opens and then uh and then go on vacation so like the middle of june like the second week of june we're going to uh new england and, oh, and fishing yeah. for stripers oh heck yeah 
So yeah, like like real stri- like real uh, yeah, real yeah. coastal like big big stripers. So I'm excited to hear about that. That's yeah, a dream that, of that's mine. gonna be yeah. a good one, man. Um, so yeah, and then what I'm honestly hoping for is I, I want the drum to get into the harbor thick. I want the drum to start showing up um, because tourists like catching drum. Tourists just want like anything like kids too, man. I mean, we all, we, we've, we've bashed drum many times, <clears throat> you know, I don't bash drum, but like the, the, the fishing community around mm-hmm. here, if you're a serious angler, you bash drum. And, and I will say this, that, uh, they're inconvenient after like the 20th one, mm-hmm. but, in, but you're very thankful for drum as a captain on days where the bass bites just a struggle and yeah. you're taking tourists out or just our kids Mm -hmm. like when the drum pour into the harbor or even get into the roundhouse zone after they're done spawning and just that's where they anchor for the summer you're getting at least three adrift at least you know so like you're just having steady bent rods and let's face it when one of those things hits you in current it's gone it's like a freight train you know and and that's exciting yeah, They're not they the don't. sexiest photo. They got to no, but they do know. fight hard. They fight. Yeah. They fight ridiculously yeah. hard. And uh, the only thing, their biggest off-putting thing about them is their their freaking rosebud asshole, <laughs> and, and that's only blown out because they're eating zebra mussels all the time. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's my long-winded answer to what's going to happen here in the near term. Like I, I want to, I the the bass just aren't one hundred percent there. Like this year, it, it's been a much slower transition than last year. Like last year in the river, it was like a light switch. It was like, like 48 hours went by and the river just precipitously dropped off. Whereas this year, it's just been, it, it exploded and got really good really fast and stayed that way for about two weeks. And now it's just on a steady decline. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think there's a couple more great sessions to be had between here and the, the upper and the lake. And then after that, um, I'm just chilling. You know, that, that, that'll be good. It'll be a, a banner month for me. And, uh, and then I'll just be waiting to set up for the summertime. So there we go. Yeah, and, tournament season's starting up for me. So, uh, for, or, excuse me. Second, well, whenever bass open. So what is that? The second weekend of June this year. No, uh, June first. June first is when it opens. Yeah, really. Okay, Unless they held off on that. No, there's no way they would have held off on it. It's June. It's no. It's. I think it's either June first or June fifteenth. Is. Uh, yeah. I, so. They changed it this year. All right, well, I think my first tournament's on the eighteenth. But regardless, yeah. Uh, tournament season's coming up, so I'll have a few uh, first ones on Cayuga. So I'll have some stuff to talk about that in the near future as well. Um. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, we're going to have some cool content coming up for you guys as well. Um, we're going to try and get some videos going for some of these podcasts as well. Uh, we've got guests coming on uh, here in the near future. And the whole entire entirety of the summer, we're going to be chasing a bunch of different stuff. And for me, on a bunch of different bodies of water. So I'm going to try and get some YouTube videos up and... Uh, yeah, we're all we're. I'm excited. I know Ryan's excited. We've got a lot of cool things to come this year as well. So yeah, man, just the the trips I'm, I got planned that we'll uh, do like special topics on uh, like so this 
striper thing I'm doing for five days next month with some buddies. Um, I'm going to Ohio next month for to fish for pike for a day for a couple well, like all overnight there, but mm, just okay. for just to fish for one day with one of my guide buddies down there. Nice, and then. End of July, beginning of August, we're going to North Dakota to fish for walleyes. And then I'll probably plan one other impromptu trip in the middle of all that, too. So there's there's lots of good stuff coming up, too. Heck yeah. Although we're at the end of spring insanity, summer's just, not just, it's another season with different adventures to go out, more, more travel, more cool stuff happening here. So yeah. stay tuned. All right. Peace out, guys.